Welcome to Listening Show, show that you can listen to. I am your host, Reginald Gertrude Fat, and I'm here with my good friend, Spencer. Hey, Spencer. Uh, if a tree falls in the woods, would you listen? Depends if it makes a sound. <sighs> good stuff. This is great content. Uh, we're do- it's the episode 14. We're talking about animals and we didn't think of anything else. So that's what we're talking about today. It's not even on a list of things. We were just like, none of these things sound inspiring. We had a couple of things picked up, but then I was just like, Hey, you and I know animals. We could talk about animals. And you said that was a funny way to start it. And so I did. Hey, we know animals. Yeah. I hear so. staticky noise. It's cause it's cause I like to ruin everything. All the time. It's my stupid this every time. I need to get a different keyboard. Or actually, I think I need a different cable because it always does this. In the distance. What's your favorite animal? I assume you mean real animal, not fictional animals. I didn't say that. Don't put that on me. Is it really? No. (laughs) Just picking a mythological one. Dragons. Pegasus, pretty good. Yeah, basically anything that's not real. You don't, do you, but do you think dragons used to be real? I think that there was some type of dinosaur that had some semblance of fire, but not not dramatic and flying like <laughs> you think it was like lame fire, like like, the, like bare minimum dragon, like technically dragon, like like fire spit, but kind of drools out a little yeah, bit, yeah, like over the molten, like whoa, that was cool, it was like glowing and it was really hot to spit. Mm-hmm. And he can't fly, but he's a dinosaur, and he has lava spit, so dragon. It wouldn't be like the huge shooting flames that you see in movies. It would be just like, oh, and just like a tiny little, they could light a candle on or a good Or maybe day. even it was just acidic, and it was like, you know, you know. Like the Komodo burn dragon. Like, burn like fire. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Probably, I think a dragon is um, dramatized. What's the word? Dramatized. That's the one. But something as a bare minimum dragon, I think, existed. Maybe tiny wings that couldn't get him off the ground. So penguin wings. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like pathetic. Yeah. Terra, so basically T-Rex wings. Yeah. They kind of just flapped. It's like the it's like the dragon from Shrek with the tiny wings. But somehow they made those wings got that thing to fly. But in yeah. real life, it would just or, be kind of. Or whoever the best example is, I don't know his name, but in A Bug's Life, the caterpillar. I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> tiny. They work barely. So they had those. Yeah. Way too tiny wings. Mm-hmm. But technically a dragon. I think so. I think there are real dragons. Do you know what your favorite animal is? I'm just like every basic white girl. I like small otters and small cute things. Oh, you said basic white girl. I thought for sure you're going to say horses. No, I don't. I don't like horses. <laughs> I don't have any. No. I don't want to like, you know, estrange myself to horse people, but I don't, I don't personally understand it. You know, I don't, I would say I don't care about donkeys, but I've seen a couple donkeys on the way out here. I'm like, those are cool. Some mm-hmm. donkeys. I don't know. They scare well, away like wildcats or something. Or no, llamas. Llamas scare away coyotes or something like that. They're, they're good for scaring things away. Llamas are? Yeah, I think it's llama. It's either llamas or 
I think llamas. I think it's llamas. I don't know anything about them except they're good for throwing off the emperor's groove. Like I know alpaca fur, but not llama fur. Yeah. I don't know what llama spit. That's all I know about llamas. Yeah, I brought up alpaca fur when I talked about how I worked at mm-hmm. this place down the street, and it's and it takes alpaca fur and it makes freaking handsome and comfortable things with it. And alpaca fur is very soft. Are otters actually your favorite animal? Yeah, dude. I think they're my spirit animal because mm. they're just only f- like fun and happy most of the time. But then they're really cuddly. And then if you make them mad, they'll they'll be mad at you. And but, I'm and I'm like that. But they won't actually do anything about it. They'll just be mad. Yeah, they can't they can't inflict a bunch of damage. But they'll be very mad. And yeah, yeah that's like me. Which is I'm all like, that counts in the spirit realm. So that's why it's just spirit. Animal. Yeah, mad and spirit. I'm cute though. I'm not cute. Mm. That's not one way that we're related. But I'd like to think I would be cute if I was an animal. Oh, that's a good question. If you were an animal, based on cute. what based on what you're actually most like, what do you think you'd be? Cute. <laughs> trying to tell you that. I'd pretty sure I'd be some kind of rodent. Why? Because I'm a I'm a, I'm not a weasel. Because you're a rat. Because I'm. Like a mutt, but I'm hairy. But I'm not, to, I'm not a dog because I'm not quite as endearing. I'm expendable, so I'm a rodent. Hmm. I'd probably be a... Oh, shoot. At best, I'd be a capybara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huge guinea pig, basically. Huge. Yeah, huge. <laughs> That's funny. That's like a weird, like weirdly honest assessment. But like, not, there's plenty of expendable animals. But, yes, yes. But you're not pesty. I wouldn't call you a rodent. Well, I'm not an insect. At least I don't think is that an animal. This is this is the quote, by the way. I know how much you like putting quotes in the place of things you would say. You'd say, "I'm no rat," but anyway, that's uh, Gordon. Yeah, I'm no rat. Besides, I'm no rat in a town this bad. Who is it a rat to anyway? <laughs> <laughs> the laugh is important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you if you could be any animal, or let's put this way, you could you can. Uh, Whatever the word is for transform at will. Animorph? Thank you. Animagus. That's the one in the Harry Potter world. Hmm. Anyway, if you could choose to transform to one type of animal. Hmm. Yeah. What would you want to be? And so this, let's give you the best case scenario. As this animal, you're not in any danger necessarily. You can still talk as an animal. It's not like, oh, I transferred to a rat now. Anyone who sees you is going to try to kill me. You're safe. Mm. This is just what you would think would be fun or interesting, or you. Uh, so you can't to... have any effect on your environment. If you want to, this I'm saying best case scenario. Oh, okay. you know, just try to make a case for enjoy being this animal while you're this animal. Okay, that's a good way to say it. it yeah. Would be you can change this animal, and you also get the best life that this animal can have. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Dogs have it pretty freaking. I was going to say dog would be pretty cool. Most dogs people have would... it good. Well, not like. I have in this scenario, I have to worry about what people think, but most people would just like you. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're ugly, even if you're ugly, people like you. Yeah. Sometimes, especially if you're ugly, people like you when you're a dog. And you could get petted, which I I don't know. If I, I don't get petted. So, like, a dog already has a better life. You want me to, you want me to think of petting you more? Would that solve the problem for no, you? No, no, no. I just I'm trying don't. to have a practical application for this theoretical. And I think that that would be a good direction to go. We need more pets. Also, I think I want pets. I also think that being a dog, you have a better chance of begging for food than I would as a person. It's like, hey, or as a dog, 
wolf. Like probably give me food. Mm-hmm. So dogs have been pretty good. I don't know. I think I'd want to be a dog, but I really feel like there's a better. Probably should pick something that flies. Probably would transform into a bird so they can go freaking fly. That's probably why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dragon. A big. Well, that's a good answer. Um, I'd probably pick something that flies. Something like a predatory bird of some kind. Flying fish. I guess you want to. Unless you, unless you want to swim, you could just turn into like a a, a great white shark. Mm-hmm. I think I get bored of swimming, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever get bored of flying. So I would, I would want to be someone that flies. I would research birds before I chose which bird, but some kind of large bird. Yeah, like an eagle. Like an eagle or eagle a power. falcon or a, what are some other predatory, an owl? Hawks. I guess any hawk. I said falcon already. There's, there's definitely other ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's what I, because I think it'd be the most practical or, Ospreys. or useful. Ospreys. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's a falconer. It's a, it's a shame that I don't remember them all right yeah. now. We could get him. He's in that room. My dad, he sneaks in here before we do the show, and he goes, I'm going to do studying in there, but I won't come out. What do you say? I might just die or he, something. He goes, I'm going in here, but I won't leave until uh, I die. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, it would be cool to fly. I'm trying to think of weird animals that are not like commonplace. Like, yeah, when well, I'm thinking about training into an animal, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. What benefits does the animal have? So a dog, of course, some obvious benefits, but of course, a bird, huge obvious benefit. Yeah, Other, she does. You're super fast. You can just kill stuff and just run around the Sahara. Yeah, you could be something that runs really fast. I can't think of any other like unique <clears throat> characteristics that an animal would have. Probably is one other one that's like super obvious and I've thought about. So here's something I'm thinking now. I'm only thinking of animals that have biologically parallel or similar things to people. Like they see the kinds pretty closely the way that we see and stuff. But I'm just now remembering there's a whole bunch of animals who can like echolocation like bats and mm-hmm. and like seeing super deep underwater and like have great vision and can see all this crazy stuff. Or like those birds of prey that you just see for miles like so clearly just zoom in. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking about the practical benefits of those kinds of things if I got to be those animals. Definitely still a bird for me. Yeah, I just want to see so far. Yeah, I just want to fly and look at stuff. Sounds good to me. Fly and look at stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It does sound good. You think you'd get bored of flying and looking at stuff? You think you'd be like, man, I wish I was a... Well, I might want to take a break, but no, I don't think I'd get bored. It's like riding my motorcycle. I don't... I do it once in a while, and it's never boring. I just like, it's like as close as I can get to flying because I'm on the ground, but it's as close as I can get. Just the feeling the wind. It's kind of like going from a bicycle to a motorcycle. It's not true for everybody, but it is for me. Now that I ride a motorcycle, it's like, oh, bicycles isn't good enough anymore. It's not fast enough. I think if I had the ability to fly, if I was a bird, I wouldn't really care about being on a motorcycle anymore because, yeah, like, once you've taken the next step, this isn't good enough anymore. So, no, I don't think I'd get bored of it. Mm-hmm. Or falling. It wouldn't be as fun if you could fly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like jumping off a, a high dive. Like, well, that was a dumb trip. Yeah. Like Man, I second. couldn't even stay up in the air. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> that's lame. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough question for me. What would you want to be? I'd probably pick something I could just super athletic and just climb all like like some sort of junk, like a jaguar, like a jaguar. Like, just jump around trees and just kill stuff and just freaking so strong and, like, 
pretty looking. They're handsome. Mm. Very scary. Like you wouldn't people like if you were if some if you saw a jungle, it's amazing you want to go and be there because they look great. And someone's like, There's a jaguar in there. You would not want to go. You'd be like, I'll I might I'd rather live. So you just want to go somewhere where people can look at you? No, I wouldn't be about being looked at. It would just be like it would be about being able to jump Ugh. super far and like through trees and climb stuff and it's like what I want to do as a person. So, what would be the best thing for it? And I get. I guess that. monkeys could do it maybe a little better because of their opposable thumbs and stuff. But, but I'm pretty sure jaguars could just climb around trees and just do whatever they want. Yeah, I get that. But then in that same vein, flying is that next step for me. Yeah. Running well, you fast. like going fast. I don't care particularly about going fast. That's that's one difference temperamentally with us is you like feeling wind and the windows down. I like and the fast. feeling of freedom. Freedom at high velocity. I could just hover in the sky and I'd be okay. Hmm. I would prefer to be moving. But like open spaces. Yeah, freedom. Yeah, your house is like that. Your house is sort of free and open. Yeah, you <laughs> well, like empty big things, don't you? <laughs> just like your soul. <laughs> yeah. <that's> <laughs> oh, gosh. No, that is, that is funny. I like I like busy. I like busy stuff and full things. I, I think that's that's an observation aside from. What the do you think animal. the most overrated animal is? Like too many people like it. Yeah, horses. Horses. You yeah, I don't it? like horses, dude. They're just okay. Like I get that they have personalities and they're like you can become good friends with them, and it's like so fun having a big, like muscly friend that has hooves. Uh, but I don't. For me, it's like that is too much trouble to have a huge thing, and they, I don't know. I get that. I don't know if I have an overrated animal. I want to say cats, but you got to be careful when you talk about cats or dogs because they're like majority of everybody's favorite animals. So, yeah. I don't want to say cats. I would say cats if I didn't know Hobbs, my parents' cat who lives here. He's the coolest freaking cat. I've known a cool cat. I'm not saying there are no good cats, but. Okay, this cat is like. Scared away coyotes and fought off meat like muskrats, and is it's like freaking cuddly and nice, and he gives you distance, and he's like he's just a badass, he's so nice. I don't think I have one. I do have an underrated animal though, and that is cows. You think they're better than people make them out to be? I think they're cooler than people give them credit for. Minus the ones that get harvested and slaughtered. No, they're pretty cool. I like those. <laughs> their lives are really chill. Just just eat and lay down and poop. <laughs> and then, and then, and then well, I saw a meme, something about when you're a cow. It says, it's a, no, no problems, just moo. Just moo. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I wish I had that. So I see cows when I drive home, and I'm like, yeah, cows, they got it. I don't know. I Maybe there's a better underrated animal, but that's where my mind goes. Do you have an underrated animal? Are you just jealous of cows? Is that what you're saying? A little bit, but mostly it's, hey, that's pretty cool. I don't think you guys realize how cool they are. They're not that boring. So do you look at lazy people who just, like, eat all day in the field? And hey, you're like, look what at a that, cool guy. Look at that guy laying in the field. <laughs> He's got it made. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that guy is so cool. I want to be that guy. <laughs> How many stomachs does that guy have? Four. Minimum. Minimum three. So cool to have that many stomachs. Can you think of an underrated animal? One that's cooler than people make it out to be? Yeah. 
My first thought was bees, but I don't think they're underrated. I think people recognize how cool they are now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Spiders are really cool. I don't think people are nice to spiders. Interesting. They're cool, man. We used to have a garden. I gardened a lot. And in the garden, we had asparagus. And asparagus grow like this. Day one, this big. Day two, this big. Day three, this big. And I'm not kidding. They, they Day three, they grow huge. And I forgot that. And so I planted these asparagus. And I went out of town for like five days or whatever. I came back and the asparagus were like tall, like freaking five, six feet tall. So it's like, well, crap. Now they're, they're gross and you can't eat them and harvest these asparagus anymore. I guess I'll just leave them here. And the garden spiders started showing up and making their webs in, in the asparagus. And I remember I would just think, I would just watch them. I'd just be watching the, how cool their webs were. Then you'd watch bugs hit the web and they just spin them up really quick. And it got so fun that I would take like grasshoppers and I'd throw them in the web and watch the, watch them catch the, catch the grasshoppers and spin them up really quick. And then they just like are nicely wrapped up there. It's like, what? And then they just replace the web where they need to. Mm-hmm. It's just like smart and cool. I don't know. I'm thinking about bugs now since we're just going around on animals. First stop. There are these things I called August spiders. I don't know what they're actually called, but they always show up at my house when I grow up in August and they're really big. They're like the size of large wolf spiders, but half their body size is their body. The rest is their legs. Whereas wolf spiders, most of their total size is their legs. These spiders are huge. They're gross. Large wolf spiders are like this big. Okay. Well, half dollar coin size spiders. Their bodies are like um, a solid <clears throat> tan or brown, and they have very thin legs with hair on them. I don't know. They're really gross, exceptionally gross for a spider. Wolf spiders are pretty handsome as far as spiders a, a fat go. Fat butts, fat abdomens. Yeah, fat. Just like, you sound like you're describing an orb weaver spider. I don't, I don't know. They look kind of like a black widow, but not black and not a widow. That shape, I guess. But they only show up in August. They usually if ever, only build their their webs at night. And they'll get, I hate, I hate them because they put them where people walk. I don't know if they're trying to do that. But like, for example, you know, our fort we used to have in the backyard, they built one between the fort and our trampoline, <laughs> which is like a 12 foot wide walkway. I'm not saying the, the spider would fill the whole thing, but it's hovering in the air between those two things at six feet high at eye level. And it was like three feet wide, the biggest one I saw. These webs can get huge. Usually they're like two feet wide. They're pretty big. This mm-hmm. is like three feet wide. Right there, you can't see them until you turn on the porch light, you get a flashlight, and it's just, worth, holy crap, it's scary. Um, hey, question about that really quick. Uh, do you think that, okay, this is the huge span that you talk about, a spider builds their web, maybe it's three feet, five feet. H- how does the first strand of web get across there? Do they shoot it out of their butt the whole way across, and they just aim and fire it? Or do they... Like start one in and crawl all the way down on the ground somewhere, crawl all the way across and then crawl all the way up and then have like a straight line. Cause I think that would be too much. There'd be too much loose tread. Then. I think it's a single line at first. Or here's the other option. Do they, do they start it over here and then jump across or like float across somehow? Well, I'm thinking of like the, that one big web, for example, like taking extreme case, try to figure out how they did it. I, I, I've seen them, you know, draw straight or, web from top to bottom that makes sense because gravity and everything and i've seen them climb all the way up i watched them do it mm-hmm. but side to side's a good question yeah i think it jumped um it's a pretty big jump yeah 
Maybe they make a little web parachute and just shoot. float float across. Yeah, I don't but know. I've always wondered that. Like, I could, I'm sure you could watch a like a time lapse video of them building a web, and you you could tell if they were. I just don't know how the first one because yeah. I know if you make one and it's nice and taut, then you from then you can just climb over and do the rest of them and mm-hmm. and work with that. But that first one, I what I like to imagine as a kid is they just sit there and they you know point their butt up and then aim and then squirt. Squirt their web all the way across. It just I wonder, like Spider. I mean, I, I guess that almost that sounds stupid, but yeah. I guess it makes more sense than dropping with their whole body weight. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. That's a good question. But I think if I actually thought it through, I think what they'd probably do is start it and then climb, crawl down, and come over here, and then just pull it back until it was taut or yeah, something. That, that kind of makes sense. I don't know though. I don't know. But I'm thinking about that big web where it's like I'm not sure how they did it. Otherwise, it's kind of easier to guess how they because it's not like a super. It's like twelve feet, mm-hmm. six feet high, twelve mm-hmm. feet wide. That the, the large connection. So yeah, I don't know how they did it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so it sucks going outside because you end up walking to those things. And I tried to get in the habit of okay, it's nighttime. I have to be slow when I go outside because there could be one on my face, and it happened. Um, Do you ever walk like this at night now? Just. Um, like an idiot because you're just kind of well not now but at the time well if you walk into one then you do that times 10 yeah dude one time it's (laughs) like creepy Ugh. uh one time i was talking my brother in the garage he turned around so his back faced me imagine this is his back i see spider go up like that it looked like he went in his collar i went my you know wide-eyed i was like he goes what i said a spider just ran up your back i go up to look and i could not find it that's <laughs> old like mm. yeah. yeah it was it looked like i think it was one of those august spiders it was big and it was, it was fast and i was like anyway just i just resented those things yeah so on the topic of summertime bugs fireflies but as we called them lightning bugs what did you call them lightning bugs. lightning bugs it's yeah. more cool i heard that's like a midwest thing yeah it makes sense mm-hmm. but fireflies is just weird that doesn't sound right yeah <laughs> Uh, we would get, you know, it wasn't consistent. I don't think we'd get them every year. It was like every two or three years. What about you? It'd only be for like a month. They only live to be like three days old. So I get why it's not, they're not around for very long when they are here. But I think it's every year. <laughs> I just remembered something. With what? Them. So one time we used to catch them right by hand up from the jurors. So one time I caught them by hand. We had a big attic fan in the garage. So one time I let one go at a time. <laughs> And you'd see, like, sparks, like, yellow. And I was like, oh, it's awesome. So, <laughs> so bad. It is bad, but it was uh, fun. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we didn't get them much, which is too bad. But, when, but even when, and I, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen them, but it was always awesome to just see them around, just like a little glowing, like, ah, yes. Mm-hmm. That's the true magic of summertime. What was your experience with lightning bugs? Pretty normal? Mm-hmm. There was one time I... I was on a walk with a high school girl that I was interested in and it was summertime. It was night. It was with, I was with her and her younger brother and me. And I think it was just us three, but we were walking down this walking path and it was completely covered by trees. It was a biking path that I used to bike and all the time we walked for miles until you couldn't hear any cars anymore. And it was like a, it was pretty dark trail. I thought it was going to be pretty dark. And so I was like, make sure to bring a flashlight if we're going to walk far. Cause, cause it's completely covered by trees. 
Uh, not accounting for the fact that lightning bugs were like at the prime of their just, it was, they were everywhere. It was one of the most magical things I've ever seen, but I was with this gal and her little brother. We were just like walking through this area and there was just lightning bugs everywhere. And they were just, it was just lit up entirely through this whole, it looked like a tunnel of light and trees. I was like, what in the world? To this day, like when I think of the epitome of like romantic, magical places you could be, I'm like, I wish I could recreate that. Because uh, it was so cool looking. It was like, what? I just I just sat there for a little bit, just looked around. It was one of those sad things where she was like, I have to leave in like 15 minutes because we have to get my little brother back. But like, I just want to stay here. I'm like, I know it's sad, but we had to walk back. But it was so cool. Yeah. That put him in jars. Like you said, if you get it while they're lighting their butt and if you were... I did this, I'm sure, a long time ago, but I would see them either hit my car while they lit up. And, like, the goop that lights up stays lit up. And so, like, if, they, if they're flying, whatever, they light up, and then you hit it with your windshield, you just see glowy. And it stays glowy for a while. And I've never understood that. Like, what's the mechanism that lights it up? If I then? remember correctly, I think I'm thinking of a different bug. They have two different chemicals and two different compartments, and they mix them kind of like a glow stick. Mm. And so when they impact they the two chemicals collide and so they are glowing at that point but they can control the release hmm. of it in part of the compartment i don't know i think i might be wrong i think i'm thinking of a different bug but that's interesting so another bug summertime less magical but still a feeling of summertime peace early fall were cicadas yeah you don't like them i hate um, them i did i hated seeing them but what, what I was so interested about them was because they did not come often. And I thought I remember hearing from my sister or something. They only come once every something ridiculous, like 14 years. Like, nah, that doesn't make sense. Seven. And Wait. I, and, that might be right. Sorry. And then, um, but every seven may have checked out. I was going to say seven next. But I don't know if they do. They don't come every year. They do not. So I know it's more rare than every year. But that's why I was interested in, like, why do they only come every few years? And it was, so, I don't know. I don't like them, but, like, seeing their shell on the tree is like, oh, they're back. It's going to happen. You know, I was kind of excited as a kid. I think that there's several breeds of them, and then they have, they're on rotation. So there's, I think, always cicadas out, but there's one specific kind mm -hmm. that's a huge kind that they, mm -hmm. they are in the ground for, like, seven years. I think there's one that's in there for, like, 20 years, too. It's, like, a mm -hmm. long time. But then when they come out, it's, like, every seven or eight years. And there's tons of cicadas everywhere. Just very loud. Ugh. And they're all going off. I hardly ever, I don't, just, when someone, when people talk about bullying and like, were you bullied, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I have no instances except for one of being bullied when I was younger. It was by one nice. of my neighbor friends. And it, he had grabbed a live cicada. And I was like, I don't, I don't like it. You know, I, I'll hold it, but I don't want to. He's like, you don't like these? And he was like putting it in my face. And I was like, please stop. And it just, <laughs> Yeah. And he held me down. He was bigger. He was probably four years older. And he put it in my nose, and it was buzzing in my nose. And, like, now when I think of, like, when I see them and they buzz close to my face, I'm just like, ah, a little yeah. traumatized. Yeah. I don't use that word lightly, but I do not like them at all. In the parallel universe, that's a kid is on a podcast thing. One time I was bullied. <laughs> Somebody shoved me in a guy's nose. <laughs> and he was going like this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in a parallel universe is a kid, a kid on a podcast. And he's like, uh, one time they shoved a little man in my nose. I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> now every time I see little man, I'm like, 
Uh, I, monarch butterflies are cool too. They're, they're cool. Yeah, I saw them usually every spring as a kid, and I stopped seeing them. I feel like there was a time when they were more frequent. Maybe I just noticed them more as a kid, you know. But I feel like yeah. they're just around less. Maybe I'm wrong. Seeing any kind of big colored butterfly was cool. We'd occasionally get these dark blue ones. Those I like cool. those. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah, the monarchs are, I can't remember the significance of monarchs. I think they don't last very long either as butterflies. I think they last a while in their caterpillar stage. I was going to say caterpillars too. They're a fun kind of mm-hmm. bug as a kid. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I used to, I grew up and I had a, a oh, a bearded dragon is what they're called, the lizards. And so most of my bug experience was catching them and feeding them to the bearded dragon. He was so happy. Mm-hmm. Bearded dragons are interesting because they're the most dog-like lizards you can get. They just like to be held and pet, and you can play with them, and they'll run around on your floor and play like tag with you. It's so cute. Mine was like a miniature one. I think they grow to be like this big and kind of fat like this, but the one I got ever only ever got this big and about that wide. He was like a mini, and he were cool. they were cool. He was cool. Did you ever feed them maggots? Yeah. Story about maggots. My brain's just going like in my backyard as a kid. So there was this fairly large patch of dead grass in our backyard, and it wasn't my idea. Dad must have said something like, well, that's dead because the maggots are eating it. And so I thought, well, I'm going to dig up some maggots. I'm going to dig them out. And I spent all evening, so at least like six hours, like a little shovel. And I... Got a bucket. I got, I think I counted and stopped at, at 300. It was a lot. And I had half a bucket. So were they the grubs, the ones with the red heads? N- no, they were, they were, well, dark brown heads. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say red, but like, you know, tan. Yeah, little, little pincers. But thick, but no, I wouldn't worry about them biting me. Well, that, but you, you can see them though. Yeah. They're, they're like they're, June bug and, grubs. And they're thick. They're not like the little, little ones. They're like the size of uh, cashews. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I fed those to, Randall was the big juicy ones. Oh, he loved those. Fortunately, I mean, that's gross. Handling with my fingers and digging them up, but it didn't gross me out whatever old I was. And (laughs) this reminds me of some other story that I won't go into, but I had the thought to dig them out and collect them, but no thought after that. What am I going to do with all these maggots? So I had a bucket full of them and I go, look, mom and dad, I got all all of the maggots out of the ground. I obviously didn't get them all, but I got... A lot. So it was like a half gallon, I'd say half gallon of maggots. Yeah, it was some weight. And they go, well, you can't dump them in the yard because they'll eat the grass. <laughs> yeah. You can't throw them. And I'm like, oh, I just should go throw them out in the street. But don't throw them in the street. That's gross. Throw them in the, in the curb or in the gutter. Thank yeah. you. That's the one. Throw them in the gutter. So I threw them in the gutter. And I was like, what a waste. <laughs> They're alive. Yeah. What a waste. And then like soon after, uh, I look out the front, front window because, you know, they were in the gutter. And I was like, where are all these... Why are there so many birds outside? <laughs> yep. I forgot. I didn't think that far. I was like, oh, because we're eating all the maggots. There's tons <laughs> of blackbirds and crows. Yeah. It's so cool. It's like, ah. And uh, I was like, if I had thought about that, I would have found like some empty lot to throw them into so I can get a better view of birds. That would have been, been fun. But anyway, <laughs> maggots. How did I get there? What were uh-huh. we talking about? Cicadas. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, and bearded dragon. That's where we got there. Okay, sorry. Maggot story. Yeah. <laughs> I think they call those grubs. Yeah, because those sorry. are yes. I think that's yeah. More Maggots correct. are like the flies, like the small yeah, wormy sorry. looking things. Don't be sorry. I was just no. I we because we garden all the time. When you go through that topsoil and you just see just so like hundreds of grubs. Yeah, and they're always like in that like wrapped up kind of in a ball. 
but then the really big ones, they could like stretch out and you can see their little tendrils. They look like alien, the alien, uh, like the impregnator aliens from alien mm-hmm. with like the legs. And then they like had the mouth that comes out, but they didn't have a mouth that came out because they were grubs. Cause they weren't aliens. They weren't, but they had the, like the six arms, like, yeah, they're, they're gross looking. Those big ones are the ones that aren't fun. You like the ones that are in the ball. So that as soon as you touch and they roll into a ball, like defensively and, mm-hmm. and they just pick them up mm-hmm. anyway. Yep. Yeah. Those are nasty. Here's another bug story. <laughs> so many bugs. It's funny how we got to bugs. We're supposed, supposed yeah. to talk about animals. We're like, how about the bugs? bugs? Wow, this is some torture. I just remembered something. I was thinking about uh, the big black ants with the pincers on them. You ever get bitten by one of those? They suck. For some reason, this especially hurt. I think I understand why, but it doesn't sound like it when I explain it. It bit my nail, top and bottom. And I think it's the same effect as if you were to bend your nail the wrong way. It felt like that. Mm-hmm. I, I was just curious, like, okay, let's see what it feels like. And it just really hurt. Anyway, so I tortured a bunch of those. Um, what we did, <laughs> um, it's like the size of a quarter, but as tall as like an inch or two, a couple inches. And it's a film roll canister. So it's black with a gray plastic cap. Used to fill that with baking soda and... Vinegar, close it, set it down. <laughs> That's so bad. And then you wait. <laughs> Vinegar, close it. <laughs> and then you hear... Yeah. It explodes, yeah. and you look around on the, the wet ground sidewalk for the ant. There it is, dead. I was like, Good. That's so funny to me. That's such a... That's such a p- excessive it's so, death. It's so overkill for ants. <laughs> oh, did you ever, ever use a magnifying glass to burn anything? Like I never did t- the bugs. Tiny ants? I tried yeah. it once. It was neat. But then I, it was like before I, not say right before I got a conscience, right before I was like, I don't want to kill anything. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I, I did it to little ants. Mm-hmm. We had ants in our house growing up. Mm-hmm. We used this, eventually we used this, uh, shoot, I forgot what it's called. It's just a clear gel. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And that works really well. They'll get in the house. You set that out as bait. They eat it because they like the taste. They, they take it back, it back to the queen. And it turns out it kills the queen. And then the nest dies. And they stop coming into your house. Mm-hmm. Terra, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We had the one instance I can think of bug torture, I guess you could call it. But I hate June bugs, too. I hate June bugs. Okay. So it was and I call them July bugs because they never come in June. They yeah. always come in July. <laughs> You've got a bug for every month of the year. August spiders and July bugs. <laughs> and the lightning bugs are September. September spider. Yeah. No, oh, September oh. is lightning bugs. Okay. Duh. Yeah. Anyway. And then those grubs were June. Yeah. I got to do it every different month for each one. Yeah. I have just Sember's bug and it's horrible, but please continue with what your, is it? Uh, no, you, you have to tell your uh, story. You're talking about a uh, 4th of July. It was 4th of July, and I had my friend had a bunch of those like half uh, sticks or whatever, like the huge freaking pop that are too loud in Italy. All right, M80s. Places. Yeah. And he had a bunch of those, and he was just like, blow stuff up. And uh, so we had these old Hot Wheels cars, and we were blowing up the Hot Wheels cars, and this June bug just kept flying around me, and I caught it. Like, I'm putting this, and so I crammed it in one of the Hot Wheels cars, and then we put it in there. This is the weird part. You ready for this? Yeah. Blew this car up. And you know what? The, it blows the cars up. Like yeah. Hot Wheels car, just Hot Wheels stuff goes everywhere. I'm sure it was bad and not safe. Yeah. 
we put the the eighty M eighty or whatever you called it. I think that's what it, it's called. Put it in the Hot Wheels. The bugs, mm, you're buzzing in the front of the. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks no, for that visualization. <laughs> oh yeah, they do go like that. Mm. <laughs> he was all ticked off. It blew up. You see, pop, and he survived. Just watch him fly off. Yeah. Like what? Oh my gosh! I was. We were like, oh, did you guys see that? And, okay, technically the odds. The odds that another June bug could have been flying right. past at that time, sure. But to all of us, it looked like that thing exploded. He flew out. Fine. He didn't bug us anymore, but <laughs> I was like, he goes, I learned my lesson. But I hope you did, too. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Flies away. <laughs> Stupid. And he said, I won't bug you anymore. <laughs> I hate you. Can imagine this narration over I'm this somber little violin music. He learned he learned his lesson. The bug turns at mid-flight. I won't bug you anymore. I'm not going to ever bother you. <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah. I just realized, sorry, that's a good story. It's funny. I remember there's more with ants because you mentioned the M80. I remember uh, at my grandparents' place in the country in the summertime, we, we found ant hills. We took regular firecrackers. We'd always light them one at a time. You savor them that way. We put one of those in the in the hole of an ant hill and light that. Mm-hmm. And usually there'd be a like a nickel sized hole left deeper in the ground because the hole tends to spread out. But you wouldn't see any ants. I'm like, job well done. Anyway, we used to light ant homes if we ever found them. that was fun. Okay, December's bug, <laughs> but my least favorite bug of all time, cockroaches. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what kind yeah. of cockroaches they are. I think they're called water cockroaches. They like moisture, but they're they're the length of a half dollar coin, and they're like glistening black. Oh, worst animals, animals, bugs. I'd see, like, I saw like on my bed, um, which is like the worst place probably, minus your food, I guess. But like the worst examples, walking in the middle of the night, barefoot, wet crunch. Like, no, that's a cockroach. Oh, oh, gross. But you'd see him running across the floor. You couldn't get rid of him, and I don't know. Gross. It was really cool to move out in my first apartment, and the first thing I thought was, there's no cockroaches here. <laughs> that's so bad. Take that. I take it for granted now. But yeah. if cockroaches ever did show up, it wouldn't be like traumatizing. You'd just burn be, the house to the ground and leave. Anyway, have you you know what a silverfish is? Oh, those those stupid things that literally look like baby mini crawfishes. Yeah, yeah, they're just that, like yeah. I don't like those either. I don't like them. Either. Okay, they're pretty pest. They're kind of like cockroaches. They just keep coming back. Whatever. Uh, the weirdest bug story I have is on time I went to my friend's house, and I just heard one of my I, there was two brothers. And I heard the youngest brother go, just, <gasps> just screamed super huge from the basement. And so the older brother and I went down the stairs. Like, what happened? Like, it's just, there's a bug and I don't know what it is. It's like a weird spider thing. What in the, it, it's huge. And we were like, where is it? It's in the bathroom. <laughs> so we went in there. Older brother went first. He was the oldest of all of us. You're the oldest. You know? <laughs> and he went in there Men. and he goes, oh! and then he like threw a shoe down. Like, and he, I was like, dang, he got scared. He, yeah. he goes, I killed it, but I don't know what that is. And so we all, I, then I went in there, I peeked in there and like, it, okay, it was like this big. Damn. It was a huge, okay. And I want you to think of back body of a spider, front body of a silverfish. 
we were like, what the heck is that? And we did like all this research. We took a picture of it. We put it on like some online form. Like, what is this? And like a couple weeks later, that was when we first learned what Yahoo Answers was. Yeah, we put yeah. it on Yahoo Answers. <laughs> what the heck is this? And a scientist answered us and he was like, it's a mutation, blah, blah, blah. I've never seen one like this before, but occasionally this happens when genetically blah, blah, blah. It's some weird genetics thing, but it was like exceptionally rare. And it was, it was literally like the DNA got confused in this bug. And we were like, what the heck? And it was huge. We were like, what the, it was so scary to see it. I'll bet. And I was like, man, what, what did it crawl? Like he's like, it just moved pretty fast. And I just threw the shoe down and happened to kill it. So did the scientist dude say if it was a crawfish that was mutated or we, just, you don't know. He didn't say, he just said some bugs are just, just, it's like a it's like a weird exception thing. It's like, you could say that the, there was a bug in the DNA. Yeah, something like it got uh, bit. Pun didn't work. It's a genetic bug. That's oh. what I was, there we go. <laughs> It's a genetic bug. That's, that's what, it is stupid, but that's what it is. There you go. It's a bug. Should have got it right first. A time. bug in the DNA. Yeah, it's a genetic okay. bug. There we go. But it was weird. Oh, I, I wish I had a picture of that. Still, it was on. I wish you didn't because I don't want to see it. It was so it gross. Sounds horrible. It was like it gave me chills. Like after it was dead, I was like, "Oh, what is that?" It was astounding. I, I, it, it was like fuzzy, hairy, and weird places. But it, like, oh, I don't. It looked like half a silverfish, half a spider. Yeah. Big abdomen. What I'm guessing it actually was like a spider with a genetic defect of some kind. Yeah, maybe. I wish I could describe it better. Anyway. Maybe. Speaking of. <laughs> maybe. Speaking of, yeah. Your well, transitions are on point tonight. No, we're just all these <laughs> bugs. What month is this? May? Bees. So. <laughs> Short story. I got stung by a bee once. It was on Mother's Day. I remember because. Let me back up to how I got stung. I had my foot rested up on a log standing somewhere. Side of my foot hurt. So I like rubbed it in this log barefoot to try to scratch this itch. And it was just getting worse. I looked down and there was a bee walking next to where my foot hurt. And I was, I got stung by a bee. That's when my foot hurts. So I'm rubbing it, trying to make it better. I'm making it worse. So I go inside. Mom, I'm like half excited, half like, oh no, I got stung by a bee. Is this bad? Mm. Is it going to get worse? I said, Mom, I got stung by a bee. And she's like, that's nice. And so I went in the other room and I just stared at my foot watching it hurt. And like I said, I remember it was Monday's other day because she did not care. Anyway, I got stung by a bee once. It was a little, it was like, it was a tiny bee. Did you ever get stung by a bee? A few times. A few times? That yeah, sucks. I told one of the stories here. It was another 4th of July and I got stung in the ear. Right. That big um, one. That one I got stung. I stepped on one and got stung one time. And that was the one that hurt the most. It was like right in the bottom of my foot. And it's like, if you know, if you pinch like the very sole of your foot, it's like, oh, it hurts so bad. Super sensitive. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where I got, I stepped on one. And luckily the stinger came out right away. But like, it hurt so bad. I went inside and I was like, you know, upset. And my mom got tea tree oil and she like mixed it in the whatever water or something. And she like spread it over it and it like sucked the goop out. Mm. And then I got, I got stung by a wasp on my pinky at some oh, point. Oh, dang. That, that one is the worst. At least the bee, it's kind of like, I stepped on you. I get it. But the wasp, <laughs> I was literally just trying to do my gardening. He's like, ah, and then they don't die. Yep. It's like, oh, I hate you. I hate wasps. Pretty lucky I'd never been stung by a wasp. I remember the first time I saw a hornet, and I was like, it's a it's a bee mixed with a wasp. What is it? That must be really bad. I didn't find out until years later. It's a, it's a hornet. Ugh. 
which scary. Yeah, it wasn't like. Although I think they're coming into the country, the uh, what murder it? hornet is that what's called? It's not called the Australian hornet. It's not, um, no, it's a murder hornet. It, whatever it is, it has like the head of a huge. It's like a big beetle head, like this smaller than a penny, but like huge, yellow and black, and like an orange head, but then yellow. But I don't know. Like they're just like the worst ones, and then they're starting to take over. I don't know. Never got stung by any of that stuff. Luckily, mm-hmm. <sighs> I got. I got bit by, um, got hit a by a spider, and it turned into a staph by. infection. Oh yeah. Okay, grossest. You want a gross story? It's not that gross. I mean, pe- people have shown worse in videos now because it's like a trend to show like huge zits that are popping yeah, yeah. and stuff. So I got bit by a spider, and I was in. Um, I had just gotten done with football, and I had this wrestling mat and. It's, it's a long story, but I had some of my football teammates come over. We were wrestling uh, to prep for the wrestling semester. I didn't end up doing it because my leg got infected. Uh, but I had a spider bite that was just a regular spider bite right here. And then being on that wrestling mat and stuff, it just kind of got rubbed up on against it. Ended up getting staph infection in my leg, my left leg. And this infection swelled up huge. And my knee was like f- four times the size it is right now. I couldn't hardly walk on it. And so I started taking crazy bunch of antibiotics, and for weeks I was I used a crutch. Anyway, and the doctor did not tell us this, but obviously an infection, if it breaks, you know, like the fluids and pus uh-huh. and stuff will come out, and that will make it feel better. Anyway, so eventually it came to a head. I was like, I think that, I think I could pop this like a zit, and I did. I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. It was like it it would have been like very viral on that. Reddit with the zit popping and stuff because it was like fountain of just grow. Oh, I don't even want to yeah. describe it for people, but it was a lot of pus. Yep. And my mom came in. I was like, "Mom, look at this!" She's like, "Ah!" It was, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot, and it felt so much better right away. I was like, "Oh man, I do not envy people that have you know that issue because I've had it and it sucks." And it, I'm glad it was like on a place like my knee healed up fine. You can't even tell where it was now, which is so crazy because my skin was so stretched. I got a possible topic diversion for animals if you... Yeah. I was thinking about because I said something about how killing ants before I got a conscious but decided I don't want to. I remember when I decided I don't want to kill animals anymore. So my grandpa gave us boys BB guns, which are super awesome. I still love the idea of shooting guns and stuff. Um, And he had a bird feeder and a tree and stuff. And he told us, if you see woodpeckers, shoot them because they mess up our stuff. And I get that. They're pests. Um, so I shot one and killed it because I was bored. And I was, I was bored. I was bored. But I was like, it's a woodpecker. I need to go out and shoot it. So I shot it. And I was just looking at it dead. And I was like, it's not very satisfying. Hmm. And the whole philosophy of life and stuff is another topic. But that's what I was like. I'm not going to hurt or kill animals anymore it kind of extends to bugs so like kind of i say if i saw a cockroach or like especially in my house you gonna die mm-hmm. but if it's a spider outside or something on the side i don't step on it i walk around it i just let it be i don't know yeah I'm not anyway what I, I, I imagine if you had a chance to go like go hunting or or something you'd be like yeah right like you still like the idea of like what if someone said hey we'll give you a gun and you go with us and go hunting deer that sounds like fun right it does sound fun. I'm 
I'm kind of like you. I don't make a practice of killing uh, stuff. It's been instilled kind of in my family that life is valuable. And if it's not bugging you, then don't mess with it. Just let live and let live. Like you said, if there's a pest in your house, I get it. And I I would, there's a spider on me or something. I'd kill it really quick or whatever, but I don't go out of my way. I'd probably try to pick the spider up and move it outside first because it's, I get it. I'm not judging people who just squish spiders or whatever, but I don't make a practice of it. And I think uh, similar to your killing the bird story, there was one time I took BB gun with my friend. This is another weird story, but we, her, his mom was like, blue jays keep attacking people here because there's a nest nearby. If you see a blue jay, kill it. Uh-huh. We see a blue jay on the ground, mid-flight start flying away from us. We both take aim, both fire. The blue jay goes down. We both are like, I hit it. And I was like, no, I hit it. You know, and we both, were, I know I definitely hit it. And we go over there and in the neck on two sides are two BBs, like just kind of planted in the neck area. We both had hit the same bird at the, basically the same spot, like one inch away, nice. like just half an inch away. Two BBs and one bird. It was like such a cool moment for both of us. We're like, we were both, we didn't lie. We both hit it. <laughs> we're like, yes, one bird, two stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> whoa yeah. whoa oh sorry i was like how, how do i even go off i that was uh, the sound of the bbs yeah obviously i, click, I click, click. lay this on my shoulder or my legs so sorry that joke was so perfect that has to be a highlight by itself <clears throat> that story and you say the two stones yeah, one bird it's so perfect stupid yeah well, did you have a finishing thought about your story with your grandpa and nope. the bird I was just mentioning the, the time I decided like I want to kill anything anymore. Mm-hmm. If somebody want, if you, so it's different with hunting. I think I I've never I've been hunting one time. I've taken one shot. I've got one. I got one kill. We went squirrel hunting and I took a shot. Killed it. Technically, everything I've shot at, I've shot because I've only shot two times and I've shot a bird and I shot a squirrel. And those are the two times. I but, may have shot a squirrel, but if I did, the whole point of it was to get it to leave, and I know it did. I didn't kill it, but. I, I know I, I'm pretty sure I shot a squirrel, the BB gun. Mm-hmm. I shot to with, stop eating the bird feeder. It was actually cool because a group of guys and I in college, we <clears throat> we went to do this guys' night thing where we were just going to go to the forest and live off the land. And I said, uh, just bring, basically, just bring enough. Like we'll bring a garbage sack and we'll bring some Italian dressing, and then whatever we whatever we shoot, we can just skin it and clean it and. And then just put it in the Italian dressing to soak, and then we'll just cook it over the fire. It was so awesome. We we literally just camped out, and we we found like five or six squirrels, and we just shot it with our twenty twenty twos, and found a raccoon and shot that, and we cleaned it all, ate it all, and it was just like freaking we over, over an open fire. We just cooked it, just eat it. It's awesome. So that's that's an exception in my mind because it's that's the intent of it, and you don't waste any of it. We ate that whole thing, all that stuff. And if I ever went deer hunting, I would do that too. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd kill a deer if that was the point of going. But yeah, I'm not like saying it's wrong. It's just like I don't want to. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I also don't have the desire to. Maybe that would change if I did it. But yeah. Hunting. Well, we we were just starting to get away from bugs. Mm-hmm. We were on the hunting route. I'm sure we have some interesting animal stories. I don't know. I think I saw a cow give birth when I was a kid. Yeah? I know I was nearby. I don't know if I saw it happen. 
and it was exactly what you'd expect. Super gross. Um, anything extraordinary? I know I this doesn't really count. I saw my grandpa kill a wildcat. It was like a, a it's like a what kind of cat is this? It's it's between the size of a a leopard and a Not house mine. cat. No, no, no. It's like the size of a lynx. Yeah, like that size. I don't think that's what it was, but it's a, it's like a snow cat. That's mm. pretty cool. Um, cool to see it. Cool to see him like line up and, and get it. Anyway, mm. I, any exceptional, interesting animals that I've seen? Animal stories or something? Oh, I've got a lot. My I'm dad's, sure you do. My dad's an animal guy, so all growing up, he'd bring animals home and be like, "This is a such and such snake," and he'd learn about it. And, um. <clears throat> We saw a we saw a white snowy owl last time we went to South Dakota, and they're extremely rare. And it was crazy seeing it. We were just driving through the, the hills or the just the open field in South Dakota, and we look on the this fence post, and it was like a white huge bird. And we're like, what is that? We slowed down and got a good look at it. It was a snowy owl, one of the rarest birds in the world. And we just watched it fly off, and we're like, wow! <laughs> the punchline. So then we shot it. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's funny for the shock value, but it's yeah, even hard. Like, they're so beautiful and rare that even the joke wow. that it's kind of like, oh, wow. So then we shot it. <laughs> so maybe wow. to do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly it. <laughs> um, well, yeah. you know, I've, my, I watched the dogs give birth several times and helped with that. Hmm. I still have never seen that. It's not. It's what you'd think it is. It's. They're, they're uncomfortable and they're protective of the puppies mm. while they're giving birth, but they're also like still giving birth because mm. there's a lot of puppies usually. There was a, we had several litters with the dogs growing up and we would, you know, raise them and sell them as puppy, you know, as you would puppies. And I think I was 11 or 12, maybe I was 13, but we had a litter and we had four puppies from this litter and there was this one puppy who was just so cute freaking adorable and just everybody loved that puppy she was so amiable and i went into the bathroom one day to go feed them and she was just dead one of the puppies was just dead randomly and just bled out of her mouth and i was like <gasps> like it's just so sad cuz we had never had that happen where one of the puppies just died mm-hmm. and it was the one we all liked so much and and my sisters and my mom were so upset by it. I think my dad was out of town or something. And my mom called my dad and he was like, all right, just go ahead and bury it in the backyard. You know, it, it happens. We, it mm-hmm. was sad. But my mom couldn't do it. And she goes, can you do it? So I went in the back. And what was what was interesting about it is I was digging a hole for something else in the backyard. And I was like, I'd like to give this hole that I've been digging to this cute puppy. And it was it was like a... It was hard, but mm. that was one of those first moments as a young kid where it was like, I have to just take tar- charge and be a man sort of mm. thing. It was an interesting little, that's what I remember it as. That was the first moment I I got to be the man of the situation. It's yep. just, you know, I'm not being sexist or anything about that. I've just, it was one of my, the girls were having a hard time <laughs> no, you, with you it. You have to say you were the, you're being the person of the situation. I was that's being the, the best, he, him. That's the phrase. Yeah. That's the, the, that's the phrase. Be a person. I was being the Zizer of that situation. No, I. It was. Sad. I was. I was being the man, all woman of that situation. <laughs> just a good person of the of the situation. Just, just person. I think you know what I mean. It was like 
my mom did not want to do it. My sisters didn't want to do it. It was just too hard handling this cute puppy, just completely limp. And I, I get it. It was not fun for me either. But anyway, <clears throat> that was sad. Puppy, dead puppies. That's if you wanted to ruin someone's day, just put a dead puppy in front of them. It's like those two things can't be together. Death is this other thing, not puppy. Puppies are the happy thing. You and, know whose day that ruined? What putting a dead puppy in front of them? John Wick. John Wick. That's actually what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Ruined his day. No, it didn't ruin. It ruined a lot of people's day. But, you know, him perhaps least of all. John Wick. You're right, though. Put a puppy, dead puppy in front of somebody and ruin their day. Mm -hmm. Ruin a lot of people's day if you put a puppy in front of John Wick. (sighs) Other interesting animals you've seen? Well... I can't say any like exceptional ones. Here's an animal story though. It's a fun one. Uh, it's unique. So we had many animals for, for the kind of household we had. We had a lot of animals. We had a lot of different kinds of birds. At one point we had two ducks <clears throat> and I got back up. Actually, we had two ducks, two bros. We come home from bowling one night as a family. Uh, one of the ducks is missing. The other one has a lot of, scratched up damage in the back of his neck and there's a pile of feathers in the yard can't find him and we deduce he was taken by a predator bird that must have carried it away because there's just just this one spot and this one was the one that survived was heavier it's a mallard the one that was taken was a roadrunner and zach was the name of the mallard and he was traumatized he cried for days it was very sad didn't know ducks could cry but they can because they're bros Oh. And uh, but then we got him a female mallard, and then he was super happy, and they were just and he he basically had his own chick, mm-hmm. so he was good. Uh, his name was really Zach. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, a mallard named Zach. Z a c k. Yeah. Wow. And the the uh, the mallard female was Wheezy. So Zach and Wheezy from Dragon Tales. Uh, so one night I I I missed this. I was there, but I was asleep, so I didn't get. I had had to have hearsay. Um, I was woken up after this happened. So Zach and Wheezy were at our patio door quacking and trying to get our attention because they're kind of like dogs. They're not stupid anyway. Mm-hmm. They're panicked. So dad got up, looked at him, looked outside and saw a pair of big yellow glowing eyes out there sitting on top of the fort. You know, it's like 16, 20 feet in the air. And like, That's an owl. And so my dad grew up on a barn in a farm <laughs> on a barn and on a farm and he's killed animals and stuff. He's, He's kind of old school. And he goes, okay. So he got his slingshot. Got one of those big nickel-sized pellets. <clears throat> and he took aim of the bird and shot the thing, and it took off. And then I was woken up and told what had just happened. But that owl never came back. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, that was the owl, presumably, that had taken our last duck. And it came back. Came back for more. And I... Uh, I don't know why I have such a clear image of it in my mind, because I'm confident that I was asleep and told about this afterwards. And yet I have such a clear image of it. I think though, that image is just a <clears throat> generated after having been told that story by my mom, my sister and my dad. I don't know, but that's a fun little story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad's a falconer. So he's had several Raptor pet. I guess you, I don't know if you call them pets or partners really, because they kind of go hunt together and it's, it's fun. We used to go trapping. Colleagues. 
<laughs> this is my colleague bird. Um, intern. He has a in bird. Sorry, a I'm peregrine bad. falcon right now. So cool. Um, but we used to trap red tail hawks, and we were looking for first year ones so we he could train them up, train a wild red tail to hunt and everything. And he we caught we we trapped three different ones, and he trained three different ones, and eventually he let them all go. But it was so cool working with wild birds and stuff. And one time, our neighbor knows that that he's a falconer and does good with raptors and birds. And he came over. It was some holiday. Maybe it was Christmas or Thanksgiving or something, some year. But all the family's out here. Neighbor comes up here to where they're living now at the farm here. And neighbor goes, uh, you work with birds, right? And, you know, yeah. What's up? There's an owl stuck in our fence. Stuck in your fence. You're like, yeah, we're afraid he's not doing so good. It's a barbed wire fence, blah, blah, blah. My dad was, oh, get my jacket. And, you know, we went across the street. And sure enough, there's an owl, and he's dangling by his wing. You can clearly see the wing is broken, and it's stuck to the fence. And he's so upset. It was so hard to watch, but he's just screaming and crying. And so we, knowing what to do in that situation, I mean, if you guys see that happen, go get help because we know what to do. But, you know, you can get hurt or you can hurt them. Anyway. Uh, we cover its face to calm it down, and mm-hmm. then he, we're working to try to unwrap his wing. It was it was a hard time, but wing is just destroyed, and his leg was hurt too. But we got this owl out. I think it was a barn owl or barred owl. I can't remember, but uh, we brought it back, and we were feeding it and everything, but we were worried the wing was getting infected. And so we took it to the vet uh, the next, either that day or the next day, and we told the vet, all we need is antibiotics. We have a muse here. We can keep this owl in. We can take care of it and feed it, and we'll we'll give it a good life because I know how to do this, and it's not going to fly again. Uh, the guys were like, well, okay, yeah, we'll get the inbox, blah, blah, blah. You got to leave it here overnight because the vet's not here. And we were so brokenhearted the next day. We kept calling, and they wouldn't answer calls. We learned that they just put the bird down because yeah. they are like, well, it's just not going to fly again. And Dad yeah. was like, I, I don't know. He's very upset because yeah. – we had saved this bird. He was such a sweet little, sweet little guy. We were, it was like, oh, come on. We said we could take care of it, you guys. Anyway, because there are plenty of birds that are show birds because they can't fly anymore. They go to zoos and they'll like the, the trainers will tell kids about these birds and say, well, this one, we keep this one because this one can't fly anymore. Uh, and we'll just take care of it, blah, blah, blah. And they can teach about the birds and what they do and stuff. But anyway, my dad was willing to do that and it was sad that he couldn't. Because they didn't let him. Anyway, he's. We've had all sorts of cool animals coming in through here because because of his interest in animals. <laughs> yeah, my dad was like most dads, which is no more pets. He said that so many times. Mm. We had so many animals. <laughs> so, of four siblings, the two parents. Here's all the animals that came through. All kinds of birds. First of all, most of which were through my sister. So pigeons, doves. She caught many of these, so robins, blue jays, sparrows, finches, uh, red cardinal for sure, um, morning doves, so she actually caught those. Um, then we owned geese, an actual large goose. Like a gosling? Uh, I don't know, a big goose. Like like a big male goose? Like the size of a dog. Big goose. Like, not ostrich, but... Half the size, not anyway, just big. I don't know. Um, so lots of birds. We had a good amount of rodents. These are pets, by the way, not things we we had caught or had come through. Like we 
purposely had these as pets. Uh, <clears throat> hamsters, guinea pigs, ra- bunnies, not rabbits. Uh, dog, cat doesn't count. What's the difference between a bunny and a rabbit? Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking to put you on the spot. Oh, I, I just don't know. I don't know either, um, but I'm pretty sure it was a bunny. Because you, you clarified, you were like, we had bunnies, and you said bunnies, not rabbits. And I was like, oh, he must know because no. he made sure to clarify it. <laughs> I just know that what we had were bunnies. That's all I know. <laughs> okay. Um, few more. We had snakes, turtles, squirrels were my favorite pets, actually. You had squirrels? Mm-hmm. And maybe a couple more. Yeah. It's quite a bit, though. Quite a bit of animals. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of kinds of animals. Yeah. Several rodents, the regular ones, but then lots of birds. So many birds. Mm. So here, squirrel. We had two of them, not the same time. Um, we had saved them because they'd fallen out of the nest, and they're done for at that point because if you were to put them back in the nest, the mother right. would known that it had been touched or whatever the word is, and they'll eat that squirrel. If it falls out of the nest, it's a it's a goner. Anyway, so we took it, uh, gave it like not synthetic milk, but milk. I can't remember which squirrel was what. The I know the names were Chester and Chestnut. I don't know what order, but Chester I think was the one. Anyway, they both had chests. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was the common thing between them. <laughs> that was the commonality. We had we had Chestnut and Backnut. The thing is, they both had nuts. <laughs> Back nut. <laughs> <laughs> but the was so fun because you know they're animals, they're they're relatively yeah. intelligent. So like this squirrel, we had like two sofas in an L formation. He'd run along the back rest of them, like look at you like a dog would, and then jump over there, or like jump from one person's arm to the next and come just be on your shoulder and all the cute things you'd want. And the best example of the cute stuff was we had a hallway as kids we get together. You run to one end of the hallway screaming, ah, and then the girl would do that hop toward <laughs> yeah. us and ah, run the way and he hop after us. Like, ah, and it was really fun, dude. That's cute. Um, yeah. Squirrel was a fun pet. I want a character in a cartoon, like who's a superhero squirrel called Backnut. <laughs> Backnut, the squirrel. <laughs> I don't know why Backnut is so funny to me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, chestnut, chestnut was taken. Oh, backnut, backnut, you're you've arrived at last, backnut. I don't know. That's cute. Let's see. And should you you want me to go through all the animals we had? Sure. Let's see if I can even remember. Ah, cockatiels, birds, pet cockatiels. We had one. Yeah, we had several of those. We had iguanas. That got up to like four to five feet. They were huge iguanas named Kiwi and Chloe. Uh, and then my dad, I don't know if he built it or he had built, but there was a bunk bed that I had the top bunk. And then the bottom bunk was a cage for the iguanas because it needed a whole bed-sized cage. But it, they just took plywood and a window, and, and it was a big cage with the light underneath. And so I bunked with Kiwi and Chloe for a year or so growing up. And we we had another iguana, another point we named... Uh, Mike, we named all of our reptiles eventually after the Monsters, Inc. characters. We had a snake named Sullivan, who was a Burmese python. We had Mike the iguana, and then I had Randall the bearded dragon eventually. 
Uh, eventually, we got dachshunds. We had two dachshunds, Lexi and Linus, and they were the coolest. We got we got the dachshunds because we heard they were good mousers. We had moved into the this new house in Spring Hill, and it was a new neighborhood that used to be all wild. So it was all these wild mice that were taking refuge in the house, and we just could not get the hang of it. And so, you know, we finally my mom gave in, and because I think we all wanted dogs, except for moms. I'm allergic to them all, but then. My aunts and uncles had dachshunds, and they're like, they're great mousers. And my mom was like, I'm not allergic to these. And so we got Lexi, and she was the mouse-killingest dog. She was such a badass. And then we were so many mice that my dad was like, we should get another one. And I wanted a little boy dog, too. We got him, and he was the most useless dog for killing mice ever. He didn't kill things. He just cuddled with them. I swear, there was one time I watched my dog, Linus. I watched a mouse run right by him, and I watched him go like this. Sort of wag his tail, look at me like, you see that? Mm-hmm. Sort of happy, like, look how cute it is. And meanwhile, Lexi came in a short while later. <laughs> she just like mm-hmm. <laughs> he killed it, and he's just like, oh, whoa, it's fun and exciting. <laughs> he's so he's dumb. Uh, we had a we had a black lab, uh, stupidest dog ever. Uh, we had a black lab, and then that's we later got an Australian Shepherd. We've had cats. Uh, obviously hawks, and now he's got a ton of birds out there. Like you started talking about morning doves. He's got quail and pigeons and, and uh, oh, what are they called? <clears throat> what are they called? All those, like, wild sort of birds, like quail and... Uh, pheasants? I don't know that he has pheasants, but I know he wants to get some. And he's had he has, like, ducks out there, like you said. Uh, we had the ducks... Eventually, you know how they imprint on people and they follow people around ducks. Yes, we had we had a group that imprinted on uh, on us, and so we they would just follow people around at the farm. We'd let them free just here uh, to fly around and stuff. And chickens, hunt, like so many chickens, probably close to like fifty to hundred chickens by now. I know I'm missing a bunch of animals. We had a tur- we had a tortoise or a turtle. We named it Trixie. Um, yeah, we had a whole bunch of different. We've had snakes at different times, and yeah, I can't think of them all right now. But also a lot of animals. I don't think we had as many kinds as you because we never got into like the squirrels and the guinea pigs and stuff. We didn't get into rodents. Yeah, half the animals we have are just lots of different kinds of birds. You probably have had as many different kinds of birds as we have. Mm. But other than that, it was kind of random, kind of a place. It's kind of cool. I think it's cool having all those like creatures running about. Yeah, a squirrel. It's freaking cute. You mentioned that <clears throat> the bed for the iguanas, whatever reptiles, was like the size of a bed. I built a cage. Cage it didn't have a top on it. Pen. It's better to say for the guinea pigs. Two guinea pigs. It was the size of a twin bed. It was like two by six feet. Not, not quite a twin bed, but like you could sleep in there. It's big. Um. Anyway. Well, a lot of animal stuff. Okay. Think of an animal question. If you had to get a pet <clears throat> and take care of it, what animal would you want for a pet? A big fluffy white dog. It's pretty specific. Mm-hmm. I want to name him Appa. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. From the best show of all time, Avatar The Last Airbender. And he'll go to a groomer and he'll have like a brown dye Arrow done every month. Okay, if somebody <laughs> like okay, the face you made. Like the, no wait, this is important. If somebody 
has a dog, a big fluffy white dog who has puppies, and one of those puppies has, has a freaking arrow on his head. <laughs> I don't care what the price is. I have to have him. He's yeah. Appa. That's Appa. Yeah. If he's out there. Wow. Yeah. Good luck. That'd be incredible finding one with an actual arrow made on their head. Yeah. That'd be freaking cool. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be like a great arrow. It's just the yeah. idea that it's there. You know? It generally points that way. It points to his nose. If it points like <laughs> to the eyes slightly, it's a little little silly looking, but I'll take it. Uh, it points to the side, so it's more like Apo, and here's the siblings. <laughs> Apamus, Apamus, Apont. <laughs> the Latin conjugations? Yeah, how'd you know that? Apapus, Apatis? Apo, Apas, Apat, Apamus, Apatis, Apont. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is what a reference? <laughs> a a, 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 a pond. Like <laughs> well, I guess a dog's a pretty shoot. You know, I I think I would say the same. I if I get a dog again, which isn't the question. If I got an animal again, it'd be a dog. So one that a smart one that I could train to take care of himself. Whatever can take himself outside and eat, eat the right food without getting fat. Whatever. Mm. Okay. So assuming we can't do dogs, what? I just remembered another animal I had, and it's okay. ca- I have a story about it. I had a freaking betta fish. I've had two right. different betta fish. Right, we've had several kinds of fish. Yeah, I've had fish. I forgot about that. We had betta fish. Yeah, I had one named Bubbles who killed himself, and I had one named Jupiter who killed himself. Wow. I've had two different fish kill themselves. Uh, Bubbles, this is the weird one. Uh, I had like a little net that you know fit. you'd fish them out for... <laughs> You'd fish them out when you're going to clean their bowl and you put them in another yep. tank of water. Well, I would take him out and I'd put him in there and then he'd jump out of the water. It's like he liked being out of the water and he could jump out of his tank. And so there was like two or three times when I'd walk into my room and he'd be flopping around the floor. Like, what are you doing jumping at? So I'd put him back in there and I'd pour some of the water out and he'd still jump out. It got to the point where I had like half the bowl full of water and he could still jump out. He'd just catch enough momentum and he'd jump out of this bowl. And so sure enough, I was always worried he'd just jump out and I wouldn't be home for a long time. And I had church one day and I came home at that night and he was just dead on the floor. Like he he got away with it. Like he he actually killed himself. We had a little little burial ceremony at the church. <laughs> and then we had one named Jupiter. And Jupiter killed himself too, because he and I think that one was my fault. But he because he like swam in such a way and had like this little fake plant and he swam in such a way where he jumped enough and got caught in the plant above water. And it was like, ugh, both of them that sucks. Yeah. Maybe I should have just had, <clears throat> I've thought about this, but maybe I should have filled the whole thing with water. And then when they, I don't know, but then How they could jump out easy. Just put a mesh top on. I, yeah. to die. Yeah, I don't Poor know. fish would live. I was like seven. So I didn't yeah, have like problems. I'm, I'm not mad at you. Like I'm sure I, yeah, I do stupid crap like that all the time as a kid. Like, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Very okay, so you have to have a pet, which means you have to take care of it. But it's not a dog. What are you going to choose? I'd pick an. I actually thinking about this lately. I want to get like a like an aquarium and fill it and have like my own little biome. I mean, I guess a fish fishes as a yeah. pet. I'd like fishes, and I do mean to say fishes because the plural of fish, like single kind of fish, is fish, but the plural of many kinds of fishes is fishes. And I want to get many kinds of fishes. I need to quote Dr. Draken from Kim Possible. There's a quote about that. Is there? There is. Do it. That's the wrong quote. Fish, right? Or is it fishes? Shigo goes, 
fish or fishes. Well, which is it? Well, which is it? Both are correct plural forms of the singular word fish. You're very smart right now, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I can imagine his expression. And then later he dr- tries to drown Ron Stoppel. Have fun with the fish, walks over the lever. Or fishes. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It's That's so, so funny. <laughs> That's um, really funny. Yeah, it's a good show. Or fishes. Or fishes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I like your definition. It sounds correct. It is. If you talk about multiple kinds of fish, it's fishes. I, 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 I want to... Something I don't have to take care of would be good. Because I don't want a pet. So, bare <laughs> minimum pet. So, I'm thinking, well, fish is actually a pretty good answer. Mm. But I don't like the smell. I never like the smell of fish or the aquarium or anything like that and cleaning it and i just don't like the smell there's smells to aquariums to fish yeah well yeah but fish. you don't take them you don't it's not like you're sniffing fish all the time it's in water uh, it's submerged the, the smell of fish food i remember fish food i remember the smell it actually smelled good like yeah. bacon flakes or chicken it's, flakes or something they're meat flakes yeah yeah but um no emptying the bowl or having any time to smell the fish or something. I just don't like that smell. It's not That's particularly bad. I just don't like it. That's the only thing deterring me from it right now is I'd have to clean the tank sometimes. Yeah, that's the problem with getting a pet. That's why I don't want them to take care of it. So yeah. this is the question. If you have to get one, but like, fish think is a about, good choice. You don't like to take th- care of it. Yeah. Think about if you could get like an automatic food dispenser you could just fill up and then you just, it just dispenses their food. And then think about if you got an automatic cleaning tank. Right. Which those exist are just right. expensive as heck. Yeah. And you could have the fish and never have to worry about it. You just yep. have to fill up the automatic feeder. And yeah. that, if that was the case, I could do that. Assuming, I'd spend extra money to do that yeah. and have just a self-feeding tank that I could just introduce new fish to the econ- econ- economy. The economy. I, would, I don't know if it's economy. I'm trying to say the... the ecosystem. Yes, the ecosystem. The economy. Um, yeah, economy. Ecosystem. No, of fish. if fish is the only one, only pet that can be completely self-sustaining, then that's what I'd want. I want the pet with the least amount of work, mm-hmm. which unfortunately I can't think of one besides fish. So for that reason, I have to just say fish. Yeah, I'm sure there's still some work you'd have to yeah, do, like, but it's like 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 the dog. I I would want uh, a dog, but specifically one that can take care of himself. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. the whole point. Anyway, you, you can you think of a fun animal question? Uh. Of course I can. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> huh. What do you think is the most interesting animal? What do you think is like... Well, can you define interesting? Like the one that's like, that doesn't seem real, but it's real. That's a fair enough question since I have to think about it. Uh, you uh, yeah, have, you that's have one to, of those think you, about it questions. I guess you don't have one right now. The frog that can freeze is weird to me. Yeah. You've heard about that frog? Mm-hmm. It just like gets in Hey, you suck on him and it cures your fever. No. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. There's actually a frog that, that, yeah. There was also, I think there was like some Russian worms recently that are supposedly tens of thousands of years old, but they're in ice and they've, they're, recovered the ice they took a cross section of this with all these worms in it and most of the worms are dead but a couple of them just started wiggling and moving again they're like some of these worms survived in their hundreds or thousands of years old or whatever uh-huh. they're old is the point yeah. they just survived there's animals who could just freaking freeze and survive it's so weird to me that doesn't seem real yeah I... 
something along the vein of where it's like, well, it doesn't seem possible or I don't know how they do that. That's what I'm like with a frog. I'm thinking about that for some kind of animal. Yeah. But none of it. Starfish. I don't understand starfish because they're technically animals, but I don't get it exactly. Where I was thinking, what I was thinking of was polar bears because, well, they live in a very harsh environment, but then the way that they live or survive is like, pretty intelligent Mm -hmm. like they have to so uh sea lions i think i can't remember what these mammals are underwater and or penguins i'm not sure maybe it's just penguins they have small sections of broken ice they can come up from the water to get air or get out and the polar bears will spawn camp those holes (laughs) (laughs) okay and (laughs) noob kind of like kind of like how bears are in the rivers and they try to catch salmon running upstream you know Kind of like a spawn camp. They do this thing where they like, and then they watch one jump and they, and they go yeah. catch it. Yeah. I don't know, but polar bears have it, I think, harder than regular bears. They have to do all that plus all the hard stuff. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to my mind was polar bears. One of my favorite, uh, like, animal planet video type things I've ever watched, just animal documentaries, was of a polar bear. And it was on this frozen lake, and there's fish underneath the lake. And you watch this polar bear, like, standing there looking at the ice and the ground. I'll move this way. Go like this. I'm trying to break the ice. They just yeah. like jump up in the air and push all their weight down they, yeah. until they break the ice. And then their forearms are in the water and then they just wait there for fish to come to the yep. surface to feed. Yep. And it's so cool to watch that. I, what I specifically think of is every time I have to wake somebody up, I think of that image of the bear going. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I wish I could just do that. Just all my weight just. Yeah. <clears throat> just CPR punch them in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I. Wish I yeah. Anyway, bears are bears a good answer. Polar bear. Polar bear. I saw a bear one time in Colorado, a grizzly bear. Have you ever seen a bear in person? Maybe. I don't know that I have. I'm going to go ahead and say no since I don't know. Okay. This is the we- this is okay. We're in Estes Park with family friends of ours and our family, and my dad was basically like, "You guys are welcome to go hike, but for you have to first of all uh tell us if you do. Second of all, Hike in one direction and don't go more than 20 minutes away. And then if you can't see the cabin anymore, you're too far. But we were right next to a mountain. And so my sister was like, all right, let's go hiking. And we told the, we told dad and we went off. And we walked about 20 minutes or so away. And we could still see the cabin. We're like, we'll just keep going a little bit because we could still see the cabin. So we walked a little farther forward. And then so we were up. We got to this high point. It looked like. It's a weird thing about mountains. You look and you'll be like, we're almost to the top of the mountain. And then you climb up to that point and you realize, oh, we're not even close. Anyway, so we found this high point. We sat there and we went back to look where the house was. And we see, it's probably about 300 yards away. But we see a grizzly bear. And he's just like minding his own business, playing with like some log or something. I think now it was a juvenile one. Not a not a young one, but young. Mm-hmm. Not a child. Whatever, cub. Not a cub, but older, young adult grizzly bear. And we were kids, and so I remember being like, oh, wow, look, there's a grizzly bear. And my older sister correctly was like, oh, they're dangerous. Uh, we need to go back. And I and I remember going, no, I don't think they are. I think they're nice. And then she's like, are they? I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're dangerous. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're nice. <laughs> and we both kind of like at an impasse because we couldn't remember which one it was. So we were like, I guess just in case we'll go back, but let's just look at it for a little bit. And it was 
300 yards away, never saw or smelled us, thank God. Are you going to say, well, we should make sure. Yeah, we threw rocks at it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was, we could see it clear as day, but we walked back. We thought we saw a grizzly bear. Oh, don't go out anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was that sort of like, Yeah. Yeah. So, but That's I cool. think back to that, I'm like, boy, I'm sure glad people don't listen to me. Like, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's like a 10-year-old kid. No, I think they're fine. <laughs> yeah. I have a stuffed animal, one of those at home. They're pretty nice. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they're cuddly. Yeah. How could that thing be so mean? Yeah. You know? yeah. Hmm. I know that joke's been made about how teddy bears are like, I know that joke's been made like, wow, what a great way to teach kids about bears is show how cuddly and wonderful they are. Hey, kids, just go up and hug a, hug a bear. Mm-hmm. They're so nice. You could sleep with them. They're so nice. I think Brian Regan made a joke, but I know a joke's been done. That's mm. kind of funny. That'd be like if they made a... <laughs> Uh, well, I guess plush animals of badgers or plush animals of alligators. Plush alligator would be a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's like a plush alligator. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's, uh, kind, it's kind of oxymoronic. It's strange that we did that. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I saw a video the other day that was going around, and it's just to show you how stupid and like, yeah, stupid crocodiles and alligators are. But there's a crocodile, and there was a bunch of crocodiles in this pen, and this guy threw food in there so that people could watch him frenzy and eat and a crocodile missed and grabbed another crocodile's leg and then did the death turn yep. and ripped this crocodile's leg off and the crocodile was like <sighs> yep and the crowd was because <gasps> like he just, they just watched the crocodile yeah. eat another crocodile's leg live yeah. and it like it shocked me i was like wow okay they, and it's just the stupid crocodile who ate the leg is just yep just eating the leg like it's food and this yep. other crocodile is just like really you know kind yeah, of turns yeah. his head like yeah. Are you kidding me? It was it yep. was kind of funny to watch yeah. the crocodile whose leg is just ble- bleeding. Just be like, please. Yeah. That reminds me of <clears throat> I was flying down the street on my bicycle. I was going at least 20 miles an hour. I can't remember how I know that, but I'm positive. Anyway, very fast. Opossum runs across the street going left to right. And so I'm going to the right to try to get out of its way. And, of course, I'm catching up on it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hit it in a huge it's like hitting a rock in the middle of the road, but I'm still flying. <laughs> I turn around, I can see it for like a second, but it's so funny. It has this pose like this. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like it was going. Ah! <laughs> like, it was because I felt bad. I thought I killed it, but I look back, it's fine. It's just like, ah! <laughs> and so then I was laughing. <laughs> Twenty miles an hour. I didn't feel bad because one, it was fine. Two, it was being stupid. I'm trying to get out of its way. It's like, no, I'm gonna get you. Anyway, that was yeah. funny. I noticed the other day the only way to fix, to overcorrect that is to go this way, go behind it. But, uh-huh. but sometimes they stop, and then you, yeah. like if it if you're going like this and you go start to this way, it stops. Then you run into it with squirrels. I've run over one on my motorcycle before. Mm-hmm. In my experience: your best bet is to just do what you're doing. Do not never try to get out of the way for a squirrel of all things. Maybe oh, it's yeah. like a deer, you but squirrel, do your own thing. The squirrel will die, or if it's not dumb, it'll get out of the way. But it's not worth crashing over. No. Never weave or for a squirrel. Oh, anyway. man. He's and never... ever since I've been straight, I've never run over a squirrel. They'll they'll play chicken, or, but mm. they're fine. So, anyway, what's what were you thinking about? I don't want to say it. Oh, then don't. I thought about roadkill and about something I saw one time. <clears throat> well, here, I'll tell you a roadkill story. It's probably not as sad as what you're thinking about. For Go me, ahead. No bad. We were on our way somewhere. We went, oh, I think we just ran over a snake. Went back, and sure enough, snake with a... We did? No, not you, me, my family. And it had a flat tire size spot on its body. We're like, oh, no. Mm. 
And so we took it home and my, I think my mom was trying to deceive us like, Oh, we'll give it food. Now it's fine again. We'll let it go. And I think the joke was that after they let it go, it got run over by somebody else or something. No something, way. Yeah. Something to where it was like, as a kid's like, Oh, okay. It's good now. But we're like, the mom was probably like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny, but also uh, I was at an age and I was kind of indifferent. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Anyway, what's a happier, happier animal story since you seem really bummed. I'm bummed. I have to say it now. I watched a cat get run over. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It sucked for so many reasons because when you get run over and your nervous system is affected, I'm not going to, it ran over its head. Oh, I don't want to say it anymore. It was, yeah. There was a lot of visceral reactions because of it. And it was like, oh, I can't. I was on my way to work and I saw it happen. And the cat just sprinted out in the road. And it was like, what, do you, what can you do? Like, it's that poor guy didn't mean to hit that cat, but it just sprints out in the road like that. I saw a fox in my neighborhood. Yeah? Isn't that weird? I've, they, there used to be, so you first. Oh, that's all. That's my story. We had a fox, uh, we had a neighbor who had foxes, like, laid, they had foxes underneath the deck, is what I'm trying to say, and the little kits would come up, and they'd peek, and you'd be driving by, and you could see the little kits peeking up in this guy's, under this deck, as we were walking one time, and we were talking to the neighbor, and, you know, we live on this street, like, oh, do you know that house with the with the foxes, and he's like, yeah, it's our house, and like, what happened with that, and they're like, we just saw the fox one day going under our deck, and we realized, oh, there's kits under there, we'll just leave them. They're not affecting us. Where was this? Spring Hill. Okay. See that? I can that, point. I can point the house. That kind of makes yeah. sense because it's out there. Mm-hmm. But like, <clears throat> you know where my parents are? Mm-hmm. Right there. Fox. I was like. Interesting. I know there's some place where I saw a coyote. Like, what the heck is a coyote doing here? Like, that. whoa, that's weird. It's kind of like when a deer is in. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. A deer's never been at my house, but like it'd be like if a deer was at my place. What is a deer doing here? Yeah, kind of a thing. I've what seen. We are you doing here, deer? I, I have seen deer in a couple of places where I'm like, how did you? What are you doing here? You know. You ever seen a male coyote? Um, I don't know that I have. You should look up a picture at some point. They're very pretty. It's bizarre because coyotes are kind of like ugly dogs. They got that yeah. long kind of snout and they're just kind of vicious looking. Uh-huh. But if you like males, some of the males are so pretty because they have. They're colorful. They have this reddish sort of bright fur, and it's kind of multicolored, and they're just so handsome. They're big. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coyotes out here. I, we, our old our old dog, the, the Australian Shepherd, had a standoff with them one time. Our cat <laughs> scared some off one time. That's kind of funny. That your little cat scared Yeah, Hobbs. I'm telling you, he's a badass. I've watched him scare a coyote off before. It's like, what in the world? And he's done a lot of other badass things. He's nice with kids. There's so many reasons that's, that cat's cool. It totally makes sense that you hear coyotes out here. Where I live, I live basically, I want to say literally, but basically right in the edge of an uh, industrial neighborhood. Like, I'm right in the corner after that country. I'm like, I'm right there. Mm-hmm. So I'll hear coyotes past that tree line. They're like, it's like they go, ah, ah, they don't actually show up, but they're right there. I know they are. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, coyotes are, yeah, I don't like it. I've seen a lot of them here, actually. The There was one time the dog, that same Australian shepherd that stood off with the coyote one time out here. Uh, my mom called me. I was in South Dakota. This was during the 
the Royals World Series in 2015. I remember because it was game seven and I was doing a League of Legends tournament with my uncle. And we were playing the game while the World Series was happening with my baseball team, the Royals. And we were watching the game, playing League of Legends, and my mom called me and she was freaking out and I heard the dog barking or, or, or in the background. My mom was like, I can't get him to stop. He's, he's fighting with this creature, blah, blah, blah. It's like a giant rat. Like he's fighting with a giant rat. Let me see. Just like that's what it looks like—a huge rat. And your dad's not here, and you're in South Dakota. I don't know what to do. And so I was like, "All right, get your. Let me see the face camera." And Dash the dog. His name was Dashel. He was freaking out. He's just. Arr, 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 arr. And I looked, and it was a muskrat. He was just fighting this muskrat, and that muskrat did a number on him because he got his nose and like, like broke yeah. it. I was like, that poor dog. He was so mad. But he also, that was his, he was like kind of a puppy, so he hadn't experienced that in the farm life. You kind of have to fight those things sometimes. And so he, that was the time he learned. Yep. Like, oh, if they, if they're mean, you can, you can mess them up. And I was, I felt bad because my poor mom was like, all right, if just let him sort it out, they can fight. Like, I know he's hurting, but you can, when, when he at least scares the muskrat, you can't let the muskrat stay in the yard. So you got to let him fight it off or scare it off or something and bring him in and clean him up, whatever. Muskrats are nasty. I don't like them anymore, though. Oh, yeah. Muskrats are bad. Ah, oh, we hate those. Yeah. Saw a beaver before. Seen a marmot in the mountains. A marmot? Marmot, I believe what's called. Looks like a beaver, but it's not a beaver. Hmm. <laughs> Looked like a beaver, but it's not a beaver. That was not a beaver. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a marmot. So it's, it was way in the mountains in Colorado. Is it spelled marmoth? No, I think it's Marmet. Like M-A-R-M-A-T, I think. I might have the name wrong. It's I'm not sure a I've seen it. I just don't recall the name. It's very cool looking. It's like a big, because I like guinea pigs. It kind of looks like one, I guess. I don't know. It's cool. I don't know. Hmm. But I've definitely seen a beaver, too, coasting in the water with his nose above the water and his tail behind. Like, that's a beaver. Wow. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Because you see that stuff on TV. like eh, Until you see real life. It's like, until you see it in real life. And then it's like, wow, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Not something you'd find in a zoo. You have to see it in nature. So it's kind of like, oh, cool. I one time saw a herd of bison in South Dakota. When I believe we the plural is bison. A flock of bison. Yeah. Sci-fi is it the bison channel? Beast. Uh, beast. A beast. Like, like just beast. Buffalo. <laughs> a buffalump of buffalo. A buffalump. <laughs> a buffalump. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that was cool though it literally they covered the whole like you everything you could see it was just buffalo i was like wow i didn't know there were that many buffalo aren't here. they like almost extinct i think some of them are endangered but i think they're doing fine now right okay well i know they certainly were close to it if not already extinct. they got at some point. they got they close got, at some they points got close. yeah there's still like a lot of limits on I mean, like everything, you try to hunt. Like uh, you can hunt them because there's enough, but you have to get tags for them, whatever, because they want to track it. <sighs> yeah, it was cool seeing all those. Uh, they they were crossing the street, so we had to stop and wait for them to That's pass through. Legit. Yeah, it was cool. I felt like, felt like wow, history. That's what it felt like. <laughs> you ever go fishing? Not in a long cool time. Beans. Whoops, sorry, my fat jacket pushed a button again. Um. Yeah, fishing's fun. That's that's the next animal I was thinking of. But oh yeah, fish. But fish there's fish. nothing special, really. We used to fish a lot. 
I got a little fishing story. Um, it's a quick one. You know the punchline of this one. It was a it was a favorite of yours for a while. Ice fishing, the last time I went fishing, I think it was really cool because you just sit there. And fishing is sitting there, but ice fishing is really just sitting there because you're sitting next to a hole, the line is in, you're just waiting for it to get caught. So my line went off, I pulled it up. I remember it was really freaky because it's, it's just murky. And then as soon as it started, it's like, oh, it's huge. Oh, you know, it's creepy. But mm. I pulled out, it was big for me as a kid. It's probably, without exaggerating, at least this big. It was a northern pike. Mm-hmm which I guess was edible but not desirable. So I go out, and the, this is the middle of like a lake, frozen. It's really cool, like a wasteland. It's awesome. I go out, and I'm holding it, proud of my catch. And then there's a neighboring uh, uh, ice fishing shed out there, pretty, pretty far, but just close enough that I can hear him. Watch another guy walk out of his thing as I walk out of mine. And he goes, what you got there? And I go, I got a whaling spike. <laughs> And I remember seeing his figure like, what? He's just standing like, what the I got a whaling spike. And he didn't say anything. He just stared at me like, either I don't understand what you said or you're retarded. Anyway, I didn't know what it was called. A whaling spike. whaling spike. I was very proud. I bet you were. That's so awesome. I've never been ice fishing. I'd like to do that. (laughs) <laughs> my earliest fishing memory we lived in uh camdenton i think or osage beach we lived we lived somewhere in missouri when i was really young and there was a pond next to we had a mobile home and there was a pond that was i don't know 200 feet away or something and i got one of those little kid button th- cast poles and there was like little bass and bluegill and stuff in this in this pool and I couldn't catch them. I never caught anything, but I would go with my dad and my uncle. And I one time caught one, and I, I really didn't. I was like, oh. And I watched my uncle and my dad a thousand times when they catch them. They just grab it by the body, and they pull the Uh-oh. hook out. And they hold it like this. And I was just like, I'll just do that. Uh-huh. And so I'm just elated, four, four or five years old, just young kid, just like, oh, I caught a fish. And he goes, bring it over here. And so I go to grab it, and I grab it by the fin. Uh-huh. And they have sharp fins. Yep. So I just cut my hand. I just remember like. Like ow, and then that, but the elation of I caught a fish. I was like, like saving face and crying at the same time, like yeah. happy, but like ah, I got this. It's a fish, yeah. and then to be like hold it up, and I was ah. <laughs> sort of like happy, and it was yeah. I have there's still a picture of me holding it like this. Were you bleeding? Yeah, I mean, I just said. Then I said, "Good job." They were, you could tell they were positive reinforcing, and yeah, they yeah, knew yeah. that I just grabbed it. My uncle was yeah. next to me. You could, I, I didn't. I was too young to recognize all of the subliminal messaging that was going on, but you could mm-hmm. tell, like looking back on it, I could see that they probably were probably just like, "Oh, he cut himself." But if we just act happy, yeah. then yeah. he won't remember that. And yeah. it was very much, <laughs> "Yeah, the like, good job, buddy." Yeah, <laughs> but I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of the. I, I have a picture of me holding it up, and I remember holding it up, and my uncle's in the picture. I was, I was tiny; I was like this big. That's my earliest fishing memory. Well, we've covered a lot of land animals. Finally, got to some water animals. Mm-hmm. We did the, the sky ones. We have done all the animals. We even did mythical ones, briefly, briefly. But yeah. we touched. We touched them all. We touch all the animals. That's pretty cool. It is cool. What's the coolest animal you've ever touched? I want to say that. It had to do something with fur. Uh, I think it was a goat. It was like, that's some weird hair. Hmm. Like curly and matted. Or a sheep. One of those two. I think that's the most interesting. The horse 
felt interesting, but more like what I expected. But the sheep or the goat, whichever it was, it was like, that's so weird. I was mm-hmm. being like entranced by it. Uh, probably because I was really little, but also I've never felt it except like that one time in my life, whichever one it was. It was the most mm-hmm. interesting feeling. Can you think of one when you felt, you're like, whoa. Elephant. You felt an elephant? Yeah. That's cool. It was cool. I felt a camel. Mm. Uh, I felt a lot of animals because my dad is a falconer. And so I've literally trapped like hawks and and falcons and stuff. <laughs> and that's fun because you're handling them like safely and all this stuff. You have to. Yeah. And then. Yeah, lots of I've handled a lot of animals, a lot of snakes. Oh, here's a cool one. I had a, a an albino Burmese python. I had a Burmese python growing up, but it only ever got about this big. They, but they grow to be, I think, up to like 19 feet. There's some in the wild that are huge. Uh, and so one time we went to the Creation Museum in either Kentucky or Tennessee, and I can't remember which one. But I believe it's Kentucky. But we went there, and there was a, it just so happened to be a snake guy coming that day. <clears throat> and he, he brought uh, really rare corn snakes. He brought some that were pink and orange and all sorts of cool colors, and I got to hold those. Um, and then he had an albino Burmese python. It was so fat and huge. And, I, and they were like, all right, who wants to hold him? And all the kids, they would get like someone to help hold them because they're heavy. And mm-hmm. I was like 12 or something. And I was like, I think I'm big enough. And he goes, I think you're big enough. You could hold the whole thing. I'm like, I'm familiar with snakes, so I could, I know how to do it. And he goes, just make sure don't let them wrap around your neck, you know. And so you hold it like this. And there's a picture. And unfortunately, it's too dark to see because it was like weird lighting. But there's a picture. And I'm like smiling. And I'm wearing my tank top. And I was holding a huge albino Burmese python. It was heavy. He said he's like 80-something pounds. Pretty big snake. Mm. So I got to hold that. I think we've covered all the animals in the world. I don't think we missed a single one. We both have so much experience with every animal there ever has been. Mm. So, yeah, pretty Mm. much we're the best who ever lived. I think we've also educated people on... Oh, dude, we've been doing this for an hour and 41 minutes. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I did not think it was that long. It, got, it, it flew by pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, no, it's, it's, your, it's your show today. I'm, I don't want to ask it and jinx it, but oh. do you want to end it right now? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. All right, well, switch to this camera right here and say goodbye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 14 of The Listening Show and continuing to come back. Uh, we have a lot of cool things in the future that are not right now because we're done today. <laughs> say goodbye, Walter. Goodbye, Walter. Bye, Walter. <laughs>